the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, the order of the Ten Commandments is not haphazard. God selected and sequenced them logically. The first one is the first one because it's the most important one. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, what's the principle here? Well, the principle is very simple. Put God first. We are back looking once again at the Ten Commandments. Our series is called The Ten Keys to an Abundant Life. If you'll join us, we are in Numbers chapter 20. That is where we catch up with our teacher and pastor, pastor of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, Pastor Leighton Sheely. Won't you join us and be encouraged as we see the relevancy and the need and the beauty of the Ten Commandments. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's program. For all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious standard. And yet now God in his gracious kindness declares us not guilty. And he's done this through Christ Jesus who has freed us by taking away our sins. For God sent Jesus to take the punishment to our, uh, for our sins and to satisfy God's anger against us. We're made right with God when we believe that Jesus shed his blood, sacrificing his life for us. There is no valid biblical argument for ignoring the Ten Commandments. And yes, we do live in an era of grace, but believers have always lived in an era of grace. Genesis 6, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham, the father of the righteous, was not made righteous by observing the Ten Commandments. He couldn't, because the Ten Commandments weren't written until 400 years after he lived. And yet, Abraham was declared righteous because he believed in God. God didn't give the Ten Commandments as another way of salvation, but rather as a code of conduct for a long and happy life and for a safe and prosperous community. Now, the order of the Ten Commandments is not haphazard. God selected and sequenced them logically. The first one is the first one because it's the most important one. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, what's the principle here? Well, the principle is very simple. Put God first. God is saying, in effect, I demand top priority in your life. I will not play second fiddle to anyone or anything. He deserves to have first place in our lives. It's he who formed us in the womb. It's he who breathed into us the breath of life. It's he who has given us health and strength. It's he who has given us purpose in living. It's he who has given us hope when life has run its course. It is he who is the source of all good things, for all good things come from our Heavenly Father. He deserves first place. Now, what does it mean to have no other gods before me? I thought there was only one God, and that that is true. There's only one true God. And you'll notice that the word God is with a capital G. But God talks about gods. And you'll notice that the word gods is with a little g. 
Now, what is a god or gods with a little g? A god with a little g is anything or anyone that dominates or controls your life. Now, I'll ask you a question. Can a career be a god? Yes, it can. Can another person be a god? Yes. I know it's going to hurt men. Can golf be a god? <laughs> or fishing or whatever. The answer is yes. If we displace God as being first in our life and value that more than God. Now, if you want to be successful, put God first. Are there benefits to putting God first? There are many, many benefits. Would you like to know one? Okay, let me, let me ask you this question. You're here this morning, right? Could you have been someplace else this morning? Right. You have other choices, right? But you made this your first choice. Okay? Is there a benefit in coming to, to worship God in God's sanctuary? Yes. Let me give you one of the benefits. You're all probably familiar with the divorce rate in America. About one out of every three marriages end in divorce. Okay? Harvard University did a study, and they found that where marriages are, take place in a, in a worship service, the divorce rate is one out of 50. That's good. Can you imagine what the divorce rate is where the marriage takes place in a church, the couple goes to church every week, they read the Bible, and they pray together? According to this Harvard study, the divorce rate is one out of 1,105. Isn't that good? Is that a whole lot better than one in three? Is there a benefit to making worshiping God first? Now, the question then comes up, well, how do we know if we're putting God first? And let me suggest to you the three T's. Time, treasure, talent. Time. We measure the life that God has given us in time. We divide it into 168 hours in each week. You can look at your daytime or whatever organizer you have, your calendar, and analyze how much time out of that 168 hours you dedicate to your relationship with the Lord. And what a priority meeting with him on a daily basis is. Does he, does he get easily displaced when something else comes up, or is that the priority? And if you're wondering if it's important to meet with God on a daily basis, let me suggest to you that Jesus did. And Jesus was his son. And if Jesus knew he needed to meet with his father on a daily basis, we need to much, much more. Time. Treasure. How do you handle the funds which God has entrusted to you or given you the skills and abilities to create? What portion do you give above the tithe to the work of the Lord? See, the scriptures say, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Time, treasure, talent. God has gifted each and every one of us with certain abilities and skills, each one of us uniquely. But why did he do that? Well, the scriptures say we are created to glorify God. So whatever skills and abilities he gives to us are intended to glorify God. Does God get the glory for the skills and abilities that he has given to us? Or are those skills used for something that dishonors God? If you want to do a self-evaluation, look at the three T's. Time, treasure, and talent. 
Now let's look at commandment number two. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Now, what is an idol or an image? And there are several definitions that I found as I've gone through my studies this week. One is an idol is anything that takes our focus off of God and puts it on someone or something else. Uh, What it means to idolize is to put some value on something or someone that is considered greater than God. Now, some people park their idols in the garage. (laughs) Some park them at the local marina or airport. And some put their idols safely into a safe deposit box. But today we still have idols. Archaeologists tell us that every culture, every culture throughout human history... There have been idols, statues, little gods, goddesses, things like that. It's like there's an innate desire in mankind to take something and fashion it into an image of God. And God says, don't do that. Now, in Bible times, there were three primary idols. There was Baal, the god of sex. There was Mammon, the god of money. And there was Moloch, the god of violence. And to these False gods, people brought the fruit of their hands. Now today, people bring hundreds of million dollars, the fruit of their hands, to support movies that are filled with sex, money, and violence. It's really just a variation on the same theme. Now in previous eras, uh, idols were made out of stone, brick, rock, clay, metal, something along those lines, and the purpose was to promote a mental image. And today... Today, people don't require quite as much imagination because the mental images are provided for us in full color. You see, there's a modern shrine in many homes called the television. Yep. And when people turn it on, they see their idols. Viewers worship uh, images of success, of wealth, status, and sensuality. And, you know, the media doesn't even try to hide this anymore. We have an American idol. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, 2 says, Before you knew Christ, you were controlled by dead idols who always led you astray. There's two characteristics of idols. They control you, and they lead you astray. You may have heard about the story about the little boy who wanted a bicycle and went to his mom. His mom said, well, why don't you pray about it? And so he decided he'd write a letter to Jesus. He said, Dear Jesus, I want a new bicycle, and I've been perfect for the last year. And then he thought about that, and that wasn't quite right, so he crumpled it and he started again. He said, Dear Jesus, I've been a good boy most of the time. No, that wasn't really valid either, so he crumpled it up and he started again. He said, Dear Jesus, I want to be a good boy. And that didn't really fit either, so he crumpled it up and threw it away. He went down to the living room, grabbed a statue of Mary, wrapped it in a towel, hid it under his bed, and started... If you ever want to see your mother again. In addition to be a a distraction, an idol can be something wherein we get this image that God is limited to a certain location. You see, God is in that little idol. The idol's in the other room, so I'm in this room. God can't watch me. I can do whatever I want and so forth. Even a two-year-old understands that concept. 
I told the story here before. My son, age two, sitting on my lap. Dinner's getting ready. Something in front of us. He reaches out his hand. I say, don't touch. A few moments later, he reaches out his hand. I say, don't touch. His hand's still out there. He looks at me. He looks at what he wants. He looks at me. He looks at what he wants. Happened a few times. And he says this, two years old. Daddy, you go there. You go there. There was down the hall in another room. He wanted me out of the room so he could do what he wanted to do. Even a two-year-old understands that. It's an effort to control God, you know. We'd like to put him in a little bottle like a genie, you know, and only let him out when we need something. That kind of a concept. Well, there are many ways that people will try and use, but God wants us worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layden Sheely. Thank you for joining us today. If you have questions, if you would like to know more about us, Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. As always, you are welcome to visit our website, highlands.us. Thank you so much for taking your time and spending it with us. We trust it's been encouraging to you and your walk with Christ. Tomorrow we continue our look at the 10 keys to an abundant life here on study verse by verse with pastor Layton Sheely. three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.